What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Moonchild J, and we're back with episode 7 of Messages from Moonchild. So, today, we're going to talk more about sexual violence. It's Sexual Assault Awareness Month, but before we get into today's episode, I just want to briefly talk about this week's moon phase. It is a waxing moon. I'm not sure if I've done an episode on a waxing moon. I believe I have. But anyway, with this waxing moon, it is a good time to start putting your goals in motion. Start putting them things, getting them things moving. What is it that you have what goals have you set for yourself this month and what are you going to do to get it done so for me y'all i started my weight loss journey today i've been prolonging this weight loss journey since february maybe and quite frankly i'm getting tired of my own bullshit so today i decided to just get up and do it just get up and work out and i got some detox drinks so after tonight because i'm i'm side note i'm drinking tonight after tonight i'm going to get right before i get left but yeah so that's going to be my goal just getting that habit into my agenda into my daily part of living because exercise is important y'all it really is it helps with my mind and uh side note i remember back when i was exercising regularly and how happy i was like i recently have stopped taking my meds and um i'm doing a lot i'm doing really good actually surprisingly off of them so i want to keep that up for myself like as i mentioned last week one of my biggest fears is relapsing and I don't want to have that dependency on my meds, you know, so I'm very proud of myself for learning how to cope without it. Um, And when I say learning how to cope without it, I mean, when you're taking SSRIs, they kind of take away your feelings. And so slowly but surely, I've been getting my feelings back and I've been working on coping and things like that. So I'm very proud of myself, like I said, and I feel like the only way I'm going to continue to get better is me actually trying to succeed and actually succeeding at being better. And I know for a fact that exercising helps me. So I'm just going to start making myself do it as I've done this morning. So guys start looking into or just start putting them goals in, in, in order and start putting them goals in action. And that's just that on that. So today we're going to talk about myths we're gonna debunk some sexual assault myths because there are plenty of them of course i'm not gonna do the rundown the whole list but i'm going to give you some that i feel that i hear a lot and these myths are problems because these myths go around as facts and these so-called these quote-unquote facts are what contribute to rape culture and we want to put an end to rape culture in sexual violence sexual abuse sexual harassment in general so with that being said we're just gonna go right into it's gonna be like a little lesson too in between it's gonna be like a lesson you know myths but also you're going to get facts with the myths you're going to get the reason why the myth is the myth anyway so the first myth myth number one is it's like a myth and a misconception kind of but basically the misconception is that there is no reason there shouldn't be any reason for a victim not to report their rape to the police or um but the the myth is more so well if they didn't report it to police or if they didn't report it in general 
then that means it never happened or that means that they really want they wanted it to happen and it never happened and that is a hundred percent false there are so many reasons why an assault victim does not go to the police rape is the only crime that you have to prove that happened and it's not only is it the least reported crime it's the least convicted crime and personally this is just going to be a side story i believe from my own personal experience i the first time i was sexually assaulted i had to to tell the police and i was a minor emphasis on the minor guys i was a minor and nothing happened to that man i had to go to the police station once a week and talk with counselors and talk with detectives and it was it was terrible for me um Basically, as I said, I relived that whole situation for no reason. And I wouldn't say for no reason because the counseling helped me get through the situation. But it was for no reason in terms of nothing happened to the man. Like, nothing happened to the boy that, that did that to me. And so, when the second time came, I did not tell the police. When the third time came around, I did not tell the police just for the simple fact that I had a distrust. Or I, I just felt like there's no loyalty in the in the criminal system when it comes to to sexual violence and so i kept it to myself now another side i'm sorry guys but i this is really important for me to say i regret not telling regret is a strong word to use but i really do regret not telling because one of my attackers has lived on his life to become a police officer one day i don't know why i tried to do this but one day i tried to find him just so i can um i wanted to talk to him to get some answers and granted that wasn't the best thing for me to do but in the process of me looking for him um because i'm blocked on everything i found his profile on a linkedin and lo and behold this man is now a county police officer so basically there is a man who is a rapist that knows what he's doing out here serving our community when i could have said something and indebted that and i regret it i really sometimes i feel like it's too late i don't think it's too late but i feel like it's i don't know i'm in a hard place on this one but i said that to say i know how hard it is but i encourage us as victims to stop staying silent we have to stop staying silent. That is the only way we can start seeing some kind of change when it comes to this kind of stuff. Because I, I look at me staying silent and look, I didn't let another person get by. I didn't let a perpetrator get by to the point where he's on top, to the point where he is serving a community and supposed to be, he's doing something where he's supposed to be saving victims. The same very person that's supposed to be saving us and protecting us from these things and helping us with these things is the same person that's doing it. And just imagine how many other people that run this this country run our communities that that are doing these things and getting away with it so with that being said no you cannot expect a victim to tell the police you can't it's not that easy for many reasons concern of not being believed as most of our victims aren't believed um fear of their attackers getting back at them um distrust of law enforcement i had a distrust of law enforcement some people even have a desire to protect the attacker some people even have have embarrassment and shame and and fears of just being blamed so you can't 
expect a victim to to speak out it's not that easy so myth number two is going to be no really means yes no that is 100 percent false no means no yes means yes i don't know means no i'm not sure means no stop means no emphasis on the word consent once again no does not mean yes i don't heard i don't heard this shit before oh you don't really you don't really mean no for real like you just saying stop because it's a flirty stop no no means no and and us about it we have to start practicing enthusiastic consent guys and enthusiastic excuse me enthusiastic consent consent comes from both parties consent And I'm just going to leave it at that. So the next one, myth number three, is going to be victims cause the violence that happens to them. Also 100% false. That is, this is one of the biggest things that contributes to rape culture, I believe. Just the whole, oh, she was dressed a certain kind of way, so she asked for it. Or she was drunk as hell, so she asked for it. Nothing else a victim does equates to asking for a sexually violent thing to happen to them i want to i want to break it down like this a little bit because i feel like people don't get this if this victim was a little girl y'all would be going crazy on their attacker but let this be a grown woman well what was she wearing what was she doing no it it's the same thing it's the same thing the same concept it's nothing that we do to ask to be sexually assaulted that's literally sexually sexual assault is literally taking somebody's humanity away from them there's nothing a victim does to ask for that my next myth myth number four is going to be men do not get raped men can't get raped yes they can men can be raped by both men and women one out of every 10 men get sexually assaulted just because the their numbers are lower does not mean that it does not happen to them men deserve to be treated with respect as well but that being said i'm going to get into myth number five which is women do not commit sexual crimes so this is b and false the same stories i've heard growing up or the same stories i've heard from dudes yeah i was i was 10 when i lost my virginity to a girl that was like 16 like as if that shit gives you cool points no that does not give you cool points i'm sorry public service announcement that is not giving you a you losing your virginity at age 10 to a 16 year old woman does not give you cool points if we want to be completely honest that 16 year old girl took advantage of you she sexually assaulted you and um as as controversial as that may sound it's the truth the same with there are actual situations where women force um force men to do stuff or women grope men or women touch men when they don't want to be touched or women have sex with men when they don't want to have sex women even sexually assault sexually violate other women these are things but because they're women, they're overlooked. Women commit sexual crimes as well. Myth number five. If he or she did not fight back, 
that means that they wanted it. Also, 100% false. Let me break something down to you guys. There are five different things a body can do when they are responding to sexual trauma, okay? And those five things include fight, flight, freeze, submission, and disassociation, okay? So fight is when the person literally fight back out of fear. That is their response to their fear is aggressiveness, fighting, defending themselves against the attacker okay the next one is going to be flight is when the person feels they they flee basically like flight is when people respond to their fear by running away freezing is when the person is literally unable to do anything i'll come back on another episode i could because i can't think of it at the top of my head right now but there are certain chemicals in your brain that cause a person to freeze in times of traumatic events such as sexual assault where the person cannot do anything to protect themselves they are literally in a state of shock the next one is going to be submission and this is something that some people do to kind of get on the their attacker's good side to try to get a good result from it and nine times out of ten it does not work but being that that is a trauma response to danger some people do that to to try to get out of their assault and i feel like submission happens a lot during coercion but it also happens um during rape as well disassociation is basically when your body disassociates or when you disassociate yourself from your body so while this is happening it could feel like a person's soul left their body and their body is literally just laying there it's kind of like they're in a free state but they literally left outside of their body and can watch that happening to them so for a person to to come out and say well you wanted it because you didn't fight back take a look at yourself and reevaluate reevaluate your thoughts and think about the different types of trauma responses it doesn't just go for sexual assault no but because we're talking about this a trauma response is either fight flight freeze submit or disassociate okay The sixth myth is going to be basically that some people believe that sexual assaults are committed between strangers. That is not the case. About 80% of sexual crimes are committed between people that know each other or people that have some kind of acquaintance. So that means that 80% of attackers have some kind of acquaintance, have had some type of relationship, friendship with the person that they attack. And it, it's so sad that you can't even trust the people that that are close to you, but it's usually them. And the last number seven is that most of the time when people say they are rape, they cry rape or they falsely accuse men. Um, let me just say this. Statistically, only two percent of rape cases or reported incidents are false. Statistically, only two percent of reported rapes are false so with that being said i would much rather defend a victim before i defend a rapist and that's just that on that so i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode i hope you guys learned something of course we're going to come back with more things regarding sexual assault because this is very important social issue it's a very serious social issue that is not taken serious this is something that will never change unless it starts with us as a community 
knowing the facts, teaching the next generation and having zero tolerance is and it all starts with us so i will see you guys actually in a couple days i am going to drop another episode full of stories so i'm definitely encouraging you guys i haven't got any and i don't want to just be telling my own story it's a little nerve-wracking but i might not even do my stories i just do some affirmations some poems for survivors of sexual violence um i'll even do one of my own poems that i written that i've written just something that i wrote based off of how i feel but i hope you guys enjoyed the show and i thank you guys for listening